This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode in the public speaking series. Ronan here, Andy with me. How are you, Andy? I'm doing fantastically today. How about yourself? Yeah, very good, very good. I enjoy these conversations. I enjoy these conversations. I love them. It's great to be able to sit here and chat and talk all things public speeches. So we're going to talk today about how to select stories for your speeches. Yes. Um, like I think this is something that I'm faced with a fair bit mm-hmm. when I'm putting content together uh, mm-hmm. for myself and others to be delivering in yep. speech content. But there's becomes a point when I'm helping someone else prepare their speech where I can't tell them what story they must tell. They've got to tell it themselves. Yeah, particularly yep. if they experience this story and you didn't, or they've got uh, if they you want to use yeah, a personal, personal story, story, or you know, yep. absolutely. So this is certainly a big topic. Um, how to select stories, especially most people, instead of saying, I've got so many stories I could tell in my speech, what should I do? Most people say, oh, I've got nothing. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's launch with a fail tale, uh, which we've done in other episodes of this series. Yeah. What can you tell us, a, uh, an instance of yours where you've stuffed up your speech? Yes, that's a, essentially what the, the fail tale is. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I stuffed up the speech. I stuffed up uh, selecting a story. Okay. How'd you do that? Well, I was giving a speech and one of the points was use story for um, when you're trying to help other people, you know, teaching them how to um, uh, give speeches. And, you know, we, we've talked about it in this series, use story. And that was the point. And I thought, you know what? I need to show these listeners a good story. And over Christmas that year, we had uh, gone away on a family holiday and, um, you know, me and my brothers, Ronan, we're not competitive at all. Ah, very much so, I know. Yep. And um, we went away to uh, a coastal town and uh, they had this big blow-up slide, water slide thing. It's yes. Probably about, I don't know, 10, 15 metres yes. high. Climb up, got the water on there, you slide down. And uh, me and my older brother... We went up first and, and, and we'd had a crack at it. And, you know, you kind of just run, jump down, slide down. And you like you feel like you're floating. It's fantastic. You know, you get get to the bottom. Sometimes you try <laughs> and pop up and you want to stand up or you just ride it all the way to the end and you try and hit the end. And, you know, you always want to go further than So just tell me, is this a kid thing or is this an adult thing? Uh, good question. Good okay. question. Designed for the kids, uh, you don't with, want to disclose your age. Let's go yeah. with both. Okay. Let's go with yep. both. So, you know, picture a giant jumping castle that is in design of a massive slide. Yep. Um, who wouldn't want to go on that? Guilty. Um, anyway, so then I've got two brothers. So me and my older brother done it. We're experienced having done it twice now. Um, you know, we're, we're the pros. And my middle brother decides he's going to come up with us. now. So he's older than me, younger than my oldest brother. And... We all go up together and I go off first, run, jump, smooth sailing, get down to the bottom, fantastic. I look up and my older brother goes and he runs and jumps and he's like a gazelle, you know, big long limbs and stuff, dives <laughs> down and just kind of like glides off the top of this ramp and lands halfway down the slide, whoosh, sails down to the bottom. My middle brother, it's now his turn and he's like, the most competitive out of all of us. And he's like, right, I'm going to upstage all these people. Bearing in mind, you did point out that, you know, is it a kid's thing or is it an adult's thing? Yeah. There's 20 kids like, right behind him. Yeah. 
And so he runs, takes his run off and tries to jump and get this massive airborne slide down this thing and land, you know, just smoothly and take off. But he goes and as he jumps, he jumps and doesn't make it to oh, the down part yeah. and just, just belly flops going. at the top. Yep. Like a giant turtle <laughs> out of water, can't move. And he's just like, eh. then all there's this, all these kids behind him and he's kind of just like, uh, uh, uh. And so rather than get back up and go again, panic sets in and he kind of just crawls off and just slides down the slide. <laughs> and so we're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, totally stuffed it up. I couldn't get it. So anyway, so that's a story that happened at Christmas time. And that's what I've been telling lots of people about, you know, and you know, like favorite holiday memory. Shane, my brother. Yeah. They did this. And like, he's totally stuffed it up. My older brother and I were jumping off with like, you know, like, I don't know, fish jumping out of water, dolphins, just like smooth as, and there's Shane, the giant turtle, can't even get off the slide thing. <laughs> and so I thought it was a cracker of a story. And so I'm Because yeah, you were there and it sounded fun. And it was you, great. You could picture the whole thing and it was great. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, like told us lots of people, they enjoy it, they have a cheap laugh at Shane and it's a good time. <laughs> and so I'm talking about using story. So I'm like, I'm going to tell them the story. So away I go. No, leave nothing out. Tell them the whole thing. And then I get to the end of it and I'm like, what's my point? This has nothing to do with what I was talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I going to bring this back? And everyone's kind of like looking at me going, yeah, good story, but what? Why do we want to know about your family holiday? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's a shocker. That I should not. like." And it just came from telling the story, thinking it's a good story. People have laughed at it. Great. but Must have it in my speech. Different crowd, yeah. different thing. You know, you've got to select the right story. There you go. So if we're going to how to, yep. let's use that as a starting point. How to select stories for your speeches. Number one has to be select a story relevant <laughs> to the topic. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Select a Absolutely. story relevant to the topic. So, I mean, you've got to do that, which also means we've talked in other episodes about practice. You've got to practice it enough to know in yep. advance yep. that no, this just, story is fun at the dinner table and not relevant to my talk. You know what? I'd given, that, uh, I'd given that speech before, and I'm pretty sure that I didn't use that story, but the point just came up and I'm like, oh, I've got a good story for you. Yep. And so, yeah, that's where practice comes into it. But is it relevant to the topic? And so I'm not the only one who makes this mistake, mind mm. you. Um, I've heard lots of speeches. and people telling stories and you're kind of like at the end of like, okay, good story, but what? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want the story for the sake of a story. Yeah. The story to support your speech. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Select a story relevant to the topic. Number one, uh, number two, how to select stories. Um, I do this one all the time. Look through your photos. Yeah. And I, I like this tip because I often hear people say, Oh, I never do anything interesting, so I don't have any like good stories to tell. Like you probably do, you just can't recall everything that you've done. Mm. So if you're someone who's carrying a smartphone everywhere and takes photos of everything, mm. look back through your camera roll. If you're someone who posts stuff on social media all the time, look through the stuff that you've posted on social media. Watch the stuff that people have commented on and said, "Oh, that was funny," or "That was interesting," or "That was inspiring," or whatever it is. Like you look back through that and yeah. think, "Oh yeah." I'd I put this photo or video up because it was a moment. Like I could describe that moment in in my story, not for the sake of it, but but because it fits. 
what's the when you when you go into your camera roll, what's the main theme that you see? Uh, I think you know the answer to this because you hang out with me a bit. <laughs> I have lots of food photos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the sake of the fact this is going public record, there's family family, <laughs> family photos there too. Um, but there's there's mainly food photos in mine. Yeah. What's yeah. any any in particular? Any food in particular? Um, um, most, most food. I do eat a lot of ribs and yep. the moment where you're going or I like tiramisu and there's lots of photos of that. But anyway. Do you ever look <laughs> at those and go, oh, there's a story there? There's a story there. Um, yeah, may, maybe some. I, I won't. Uh, I'll save it for another episode, maybe. But there was a time we went to a steakhouse and someone did the uh, "Can you eat this steak in half an hour?" challenge and nailed it, and it was a fantastic thing. I could, I could turn that into a twenty-minute story if I wanted, but I didn't. I had I didn't have that on top of consciousness a minute ago. But when we talked about the photo, I did. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I point out just just for the listeners that it wasn't just a regular steak. It was a it was a one, one kilo steak, steak in half with, an hour. Yeah. With uh, roast potatoes, potatoes and vegetables and, and everything. And yeah. yeah. And that's it. And they're so like, we could turn that into a big story mm. just by looking at that photo and go, ah, yes, let's talk about that. I could use that story as an example of adversity. I could use it as a story, for example, of goal setting, uh, of achievement, of relationship. Like you use that for so many things yeah. just by looking through photos and going, ah, let's turn that moment into like retell that moment as a story. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you, okay. talked, you talked about looking through um, your photos, social media. Um, number three, tips for selecting story, how-tos, search YouTube for videos. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were doing a number two, looking through my phone, you're looking through stories of mine, my experiences. Sometimes yeah, you get to the sure. point where you're just like, I, got, I just don't have, I have an experience, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to that goes with this. That's where YouTube comes into play. Uh, we all know this. YouTube is a rabbit warren. We've got to be careful that you don't type something <laughs> in and spend five hours watching cats or whatever, like the, yeah. doing dumb stuff. Um, Things gets me like those people are awesome videos. Yeah, the people are awesome. I was like, like oh, another one. Yeah. And people oh, are more awesome. One. Yeah, they just keep going. Yeah. Um, people, doing, people doing cool stuff. So, I mean, you, you can spend so much time um, getting chopped up doing that. But um, you can, you know, like, especially if you could do something meaningful in your talk. Like you say, I want to share with you, to your audience, I want to share with you story about someone who has overcome difficulty Now, you'd be able to either show the video from YouTube, but you don't have to do that. You can say, I want to tell you the story of a certain person yeah. who overcome adversity and um, they had a tragedy in their life and they overcame it. They had a disability and they survived it. Um, whatever it might be describing what it was that you saw in an inspirational video on, on YouTube yeah. Um, or a funny video on YouTube or whatever it might be. It's, you know, it's full of stories, really. That's what we're watching when we're watching YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to, like, depending on your actual speech, if you've got a heap of other videos in there, you might not want to use that as a video Correct. and tell it as a story. Yeah, as tell, it, tell it as a story. Um, but you might also choose to, do you know what? This video actually uh, conveys the story better than I'll be able to tell it. Let's put that in. Yep. Yeah. Okay, number four, um, recall when you were mm. your audience. This is something that I do often, especially in, in my setting. Yeah, uh, I speak to school students a lot. So it's me remembering when I was in their shoes or yep. in their seat at that age, yep. what was it? So could I tell a story about my first day of school? Could I tell them about uh, the time that, that I failed physics in, in, in year 11? Because yep. that's, that's something, a story relating to being school captain at school. Um, whatever it might be, like picturing your audience, knowing who's going to be hearing your speech yep. and then recalling myself 
in that stage of life. Yeah. Um, have, I do it all the time. I don't know if it's something you, that you do as well. Absolutely. It's probably my go-to when trying to um, select a story yeah. is trying to, okay, for instance, um, I also speak to a lot of school students. If I'm talking to primary school students, I'll actually take myself back to my primary school and go, okay, what did I used to do? Yeah. What did I do at lunchtime? What did I do at morning tea time? What were classes like? Okay, is there anything in there? Can I jog my memory about a specific story that, taking back to number one, relates to the topic? Um, and, yeah, for me, it's probably a go-to. If I don't find something there, then I'll, I'll move on to probably the other tips. But that's probably my first go-to is to put myself – because essentially you're going to tell a story that – has to relate these, to them. Yeah. These people are currently going through. Yeah. And, you know, you've lived it, you've been there, and you can say, do you know what? When I was your age or when I was in your position, um, this is what happened to me. And they're like, that happened to me too. Um, you know, the, the clearest relevance to what the audience is actually going through is for you to put yourself into um, the position that they are currently in when you were in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, number five, mm-hmm. fifth way to select mm-hmm. stories, um, experiences of well-known people. Yeah. So we're talking about here is thinking, okay, I've got a particular topic or a point within the topic. Who's a person known to the audience that epitomizes this? Yeah. So it could be you talking about a sports star. It could be talking a music star, a famous well-known politician worldwide, whatever it might be and saying, I'm going to tell a bit of this person's story, you know, and it. Uh, I'm not saying read the whole autobiography and no. paraphrase the whole thing, not a chance, but to be able to talk about, oh, I, there's, there's some that I've heard many times, but that's because they work, about Michael Jordan, one of the, arguably the world's best basketballer. Oh, it's going to create some arguments there. Yeah, and, yeah, okay, sorry, as I, let's just go for the sake of the story, one of the world's best yep. basketballers. Yep. Uh, and the amount of times that he, that he was... Um, uh, tried out for the high school basketball team and was rejected and then yeah. finally got a spot on the team and then the rest is history because he became an amazing basketballer. You know? Like I've heard that story told many times and Thomas Edison invented the light light globe and, and he when he first created it, failed and many times over and it was almost a thousand times that he made a light bulb before one actually worked. Like we can draw upon that and I've just said it there for the sake of this recording in uh, like in a sentence, but you could tell that as a full story. Absolutely. Um, and if your audience likes sports stars or likes scientists, um, then you will be able to tell a story that doesn't relate to my experience, but that draws out this, this well-known person. Particularly if they're, they're well-known, it's, yeah. it paints a picture for them straight away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether they're, they're historical or current even, you could tell stories of well-known people who, or experiences of well-known people who are currently in the media or currently something happened. Yeah. And if you want to relate that back to your point or what can we learn from them, um, those stories are very powerful because the audience currently knows exactly what's going on um, and you don't actually have to paint too much of a picture, um, which I think is a fantastic tip to be able to select your stories. Okay, number six, six tip to select a story. Um, 
use movie scenes. This is like I've been doing this uh, probably as one of the oldest strategies in in making the talks interesting and certainly in terms of where I'm getting the stories from. Use a movie scene. We're, we're talking like either just find the clip, the well-known clip, mm-hmm. and just use it um, or describe it. If you can describe it, you've got to do it well or people will say you, sh- you should have shown that clip. Yeah, because why don't you, you just show me that? Yeah, because you butchered it when you told it to me. Um, but, hey, the scene was created with a million-dollar budget and with uh, script writers behind it that thought through every piece of detail of what wanted to be communicated. Yeah. So you're drawing upon that when you use that movie scene in uh, in your speech. You get the credit for communicating something so well, but you never even made it up. Like it was that scene was made by someone else. You just get to draw on it. So this has to be a strategy that people use. I think. Yeah, I'm a bandit for this one. I love chucking the the actual clips in. Yep. Um. Uh, one, as you said, someone's been paid a lot of money to yeah. actually tell that story. Yep. Um, and they can be powerful, powerful if debriefed effectively. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I use this clip is because pff, this is, you know, it conveys my point because of this, this, and this. Um, and you know, I, I do that all the time. So if you can find the right movie, sometimes it's not easy, nah. but, um, I think it's well worth putting in and jump on that too. Uh, if you don't feel like you're a funny presenter but you want some humor in your speech, your clip is your answer to that. You go to because, you know, comedian actors, uh, they're for part of your speech. They're funny. Um, yep. <laughs> they're, they're there for you. Uh, whereas if left to tell a story yourself, you may feel if it's not your personality, a little foolish, like trying to be funny in that way. So, yep, use the scene as it is and have your humor that way. Absolutely. So the last one, number seven, don't dismiss normal situations as being good stories. Yeah, I am such an advocate for this because sometimes when people say like, oh, nothing interesting happens to me, like I can't tell us, I've got no stories to tell, it's because they're wanting some story that's ready to go where exactly what they experienced is exactly what they can retell to the audience. It's not normally that easy. Like you can take a simple experience of what happened and turn it into a story. I'll give you an example. Uh, I don't think you've heard this story from me yet. You're probably going to hear it soon. Um, I've been talking to primary school students recently about making decisions. And I wanted a story that, uh, that took place for me when I was a primary school student. And I did what we were talking about before and I was picturing myself as a little primary school Ronan and I could not think of a situation where I had to make the right decision. But then I remembered something. At my school, when I was a primary school student, there was this big long corridor that ran right down the middle of the school and there was a school rule. If you go to the left staircase at the end, that's where students are allowed to walk to go to the next part of the schoolyard. But you're not allowed to go to the right. That's only where teachers can go because the staff room is down there somewhere. Now, this was something that we encountered every day at our school. Students, go to the left, please. Never allowed to go to the right. That's it. This is just like a normal fact. Okay, no, it's not interesting. It's yeah. just like a normal fact of a schoolyard, right? But there were rumors about what happens if you go down to the right of the schoolyard, of the Intense. staircase. No, but there were weird rumors. Like one rumor was if you go down there, there's a ghost that haunts that hallway. What? Right? Yeah, another rumor was that there's a door there. Behind that door is a bunker underneath the school that is full of treasure where the royal family from wow. Britain store their treasure in Australia. Oh, okay? get it on that. Yeah, now, clearly, these are dumb rumors, right? Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. That one sounded good. Yeah, it sounds good. Now there was so I, many. I of these was rumors. really hoping for you. Uh, so, so, so I went down. I found, I found the treasure, the treasure. and yeah. I am billionaire. Yeah. So, so I've been telling this lately to primary school students who sit on the edge of their seat, captured by like, what's what's down there? What, what is, is down there? Was it the ghost? Was it the treasure? What? How does the story end? Tell okay. me. Tell yeah. me. No, we'll save that for another time, Andy. Uh. But. What about the listeners? <laughs> My point. No, have to have to hear that in person sometime. Oh um, no! The truth being, this is an everyday story. This is a this is a corridor with two staircases, but by by introducing some imagination and some storytelling, mm. I've I've seen primary school students get interested in this. But this was a normal everyday situation. So when I sit and talk with people as they're preparing their talks, they say I got no interesting stories. I'm like. Don't worry about the final product. Just tell me about some situations and then we will add the necessary description so that it really feels like a captivating story. Um, there's just, it's, I, I kind of think, kind of think you can turn anything into a good story without even having to lie. And the, and yeah, I'm still captivated. I want to know why, what was down what's down there, but um, the truth is you know, there was a not- staff room and that's it. Oh, yep. That's it. The staff room was there. There was no leprechaun with a, nope. No, treasure? no, no treasure, no royal family, no ghost. Yep. The the whole premise of that story is normal situation, but also recalling when you were their age. Yeah. Is okay. What is it? What have I done? Okay, yeah, I remember walking through the halls, and okay, that's just a normal situation. Oh, there's a story in this. Yep. Um, Stories everywhere. Yep, yep. Absolutely. But the key is selecting the right story for your speech. Yep. As we started. Fantastic. So, hey, let's leave that episode there. We've given plenty to think about. Certainly hope no one ever has an excuse anymore to say, I don't know how to select a story for my speech. Surely we've given enough there. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Looking forward to the next episode. Come on. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news.